Okay, guys, I think it's time to, to let you know about YouTube. Maybe you oh. saw on Twitter today. Maybe you saw if you were looking at Jordan's account. Um, top secret, Jordan's not actually tweeting on his account right now. He's on his, his on his honeymoon. But so that more people would see it, I, I tweeted it from, from Jordan's account. I was so mad. I I went to, to YouTube the first thing this morning, right before, yes, Chris Wynn, YouTube, YouTube. Uh, right before, YouTube? That's what Jordan calls it, YouTube. <laughs> Uh, I, right before my doctor's appointment this morning, which I already didn't want to or, do. Or how about this one? Fuck you, tube. Yeah, yeah, that's what, what they're saying there? to us. That's what they're saying to us. Um, right before my doctor's appointment, not in a good mood, not wanting to go. I, I go to YouTube to publish a video, and at the top of our dashboard, what do I see? I see a... Um, a, a little message, a little message that we have had yet another video taken down from our account. If you guys have followed along with us since maybe about December or uh, maybe February. Yeah. So not a not a strike beauty and the diabetes, uh, but a, a takedown. So we've since after the, the Capitol insurrection footage, we've had several probably in the range of 10 by now, videos taken down. And so we were appealing them and saying, no, you guys are absolutely insane. There's nothing wrong with, with the, we're journalists, we're capturing what's going on. And so they were taking down our, our footage of the Capitol insurrection and you know interviews with Trump supporters and things like that. You know, we're journalists, we, we interview people, we, we don't agree with exactly. We document like that's that's what we do. So mm -hmm. today I go into the account, and this time what they've taken down is beyond absurd, just yeah. beyond <laughs> imagination. Because I spent an entire day uh, last month, I think it was, taking down anything that I thought just preemptively. They yeah. did. They gave us a warning the last time because as i said we used to be appealing and saying no you guys are crazy this is nuts and uh no they kept just saying like no we're not gonna reinstate this video but the latest time that we appealed it they gave us a warning uh and to our appeal and they said if you do this again you're gonna get a strike and a strike would mean basically a seven day ban from from uploading and and using our channel so we uh freaked out and essentially uh just it, i hate to say it but we felt like we had to self-censor right. and yeah. and and not um it's not like we self-censored in that we we stopped reporting or we started hiding all of our reporting or we changed what we were doing no we we used all of our other channels and continued doing exactly what we were doing right. but as far as youtube the platform i went through and colin went through and we took down anything that could even potentially be on youtube's radar to to be taken down so i spent a ton of time i removed videos that had hundreds of thousands of views just because i i wanted to save the channel and why is that 
because if our channel goes, so does reporting on Flint. So does reporting on, um, you know, Breonna Taylor's, you know, the, the interview that Jordan did with Bianca Austin, Breonna Taylor's aunt, um, the, the original investigative reporting that Jordan and I did knocking on 500 doors in Flint, that goes too. So the people who yelled at us for taking down preemptively videos, that is because we don't want that reporting to get lost too. So it hurt. Yeah, it hurt to take down that reporting, but we felt that's what we had to do while we play the long game in mm -hmm. fighting YouTube in the background. And so that's what exactly what we're doing. We're, we, we are fighting YouTube in, in the background and publicly as well. So anyway, what they took down today, uh, Colin, the, the great Colin Tooley, com uh, made a, a wonderful compilation of our reporting from 2020. And this compilation, it was about 12 minutes long and it included our reporting from Black Lives Matter protests, you know, George Floyd protests, Tina's reporting was included in that from LA, my reporting from, from DC, you know, when, when I was attacked by police and my phone, you know, the, the, when my phone kept streaming without me, um, when I was mugged in New York City by the, the racist, uh, Jordan's interview with Brianna Taylor's aunt, uh, my interviews Ilhan with Omar, right? Yeah, my, my interviews with Ilhan Omar and, and Pramila Jayapal and uh, Rashida Talib, uh, Jordan's reporting from from Iowa and <clears throat> mine from Nevada. Um, I, I'm trying to think of everything. It was it was just, a solid compilation. There was nothing wrong with anything in it. Nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. you know watching watching that compilation always made me tear up and feel so proud of what we had done and accomplished. We are a very small channel. We have limited resources. All of our resources come from you guys, the viewers, and we're proud of that. We are answerable only to you guys, the viewers. And YouTube took that down today. And not only did they take it down, they took it down saying it was, they took it down for harassment and, and cyberbullying. What are they talking about? What they're high. I have to laugh because it's so absurd. There was nothing in their remote. And like, who are we cyberbullying? Who? The police by reporting on their brutality at protests? That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, yeah, so it's infuriating. So let me it's show you. It's beyond infuriating. It's just, it's, this has now reached just a level of stupid I can't wrap my head around. So this is, this is the message. This is exactly the message that was yeah. in our dashboard. Let's this read is this because it's wild. I was like, what the hell am I reading right now? This is unbelievable. This is the, yeah, this is the screenshot that I took right from our dashboard. So you can see this is, uh, it's, this was the video is 12 minutes, 30 seconds, 37 seconds long. This is just a still from the video. This is Jordan interviewing a, a Trump supporter. At, uh, I think we were in Wisconsin for this. He pushed yeah. back on the Trump supporter, of course. And status coup editor Colin Tooley edited a montage of status coups in the field reporting from 2020. So um this was the screen to submit an appeal. I did not do so because the last time we submitted an appeal for a they video a they warning. took down, they got they gave us a warning. And yeah. they said, so you, 
you you go through their system like they let you they say to you do this if you think it's wrong and then they punish you for doing it yeah which is even more outrageous so you tell me they're not trying to stop you from submitting an appeal by giving you a warning the last time and i'm sure they're doing this across the board with every channel that's outrageous behavior that is absolutely outrageous it's it's uh disingenuous it's bad faith oops i was trying to uh make it larger and it made it so the reason that they gave us, it says harassment and cyberbullying. Content glorifying or inciting acts of violence is not allowed on YouTube. We review educational, documentary, artistic, and scientific content on a case-by-case basis. Limited exceptions are made for content with sufficient and appropriate context and where the purpose of posting is clear. <laughs> I am baffled. It's ridiculous. Just so baffled. So we have had this running um, email thread with a YouTube worker named Beth. And this is one of many, 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 many uh, email threads that we have had with YouTube over the years. So this one I wrote, hi, Beth. Upon logging into our YouTube channel dashboard today, We were met with yet another completely astonishing removal. This is an outright assault on independent journalism. The removed video is a compilation of our fearless historical independent journalism from 2020, featuring uh, uh, featuring reporting on the police murder of Breonna Taylor, challenging the horrific conspiracies and lies of Trump and his supporters, covering police brutality and George uh, Floyd protests, including our own journalists getting actively beaten by police for doing so, powerful interviews with sitting members of Congress, and more. Yet YouTube has seen it fit to remove this compilation for harassment and cyberbullying. Beth is is just a YouTube worker who has given us bullshit answers in the past, and she has admitted that they give... um, precedence to CNN, et cetera. When oh, they, explained... they protect those channels. I know this for a fact. I've been told this too by YouTube staff. Yeah, we MSNBC, explained... CNN, these channels, they don't even, they're not exposed to the algorithm or any of it whatsoever. They can basically upload whatever they want and nobody checks anything. Absolutely. So obviously YouTube is not applying their policies across the board fairly. And what I'm bothered by, especially with the um, commentary that came from the CEO about, you know, people making videos in their basement, the the implication of what she's stating is that there's some level of veracity attached to being CNN, which is bullshit. You could have a commitment to veracity if you're CNN. You could have a commitment to veracity if you're making content in your basement or vice versa. You could have zero commitment to veracity in either position. This has got nothing to do with reporting the truth. So if they're going to put a lens on something, shouldn't it be something that matters, i.e., are we reporting the truth? That should be the lens that journalism is viewed through. And it's not. She's not doing that, is she? It's infuriating to me. It's like, what are you doing? You're saying that just because somebody works at Fox News that they're going to be more honest? Get out of here. That's That's just absurd. She's the she's the one who ha- outright said when we pointed out that N- NBC and CNN literally purchased our footage and the same video, exactly. use it the same videos that they are taking down on our account 
that, oh, well, yes, we we allow them to, to post those things, but you guys cannot. That's a paraphrase. Okay. But Not to bring the mood this, down. This is a very difficult, very, very difficult topic, everyone. So just, just beware. I actually am starting off with this piece or this article. I don't even want to call it a piece or an article. I don't know what to call it. It's just terrible. Um, Tina, this will probably make you upset. Um, just the way that they just, just the propaganda. I just oh, wanted to frame it. Yeah. So 25 dead after eight days of protests in Colombia. Oh, these ads. Um, 25 people are dead after eight days of protest in Colombia over a tax overhaul plan meant to cover a gap in spending related to COVID-19. Among the dead are police and protesters who have been clashing for days as public anger grows over rising poverty, unemployment, and inequality. The unrest was born partially out of mass unemployment triggered by pandemic lockdowns as the country experiences its third surge in coronavirus cases. Oh God, okay, so you're right. I can't take the framing of this article. It's... <laughs> it gets worse. Although Wait, the people are already living in poverty, headed towards poverty. Yes, there's unemployment, but can we really look at the issue? It's, it's the same with the United States. Was COVID the cause of our income inequality or was it just the thing that ripped the Band-Aid off, the final straw? Of, of the, the problems were already there. The choices is how do we address them? I mean, you could do what Europe does and give a UBI to everybody. Right. We could start taxing wealthy people. We could start forcing American corporations to pay their share, their actual tax rates, close the loopholes. I mean, my God. Right. Okay, get ready to get even. God, it gets worse. Great. <laughs> Although the tax plan was rescinded Sunday, it has done little to quell public protests, which have had at times turned violent, resulting in police being attacked, buses being set on fire, and people looting stores. Holy With It their sounds like Fox News talking about BLM. Right. <laughs> With their violence, they've wow. tried to cut off cities, leaving thousands without work. Colombian President Ivan, what did you say, Duque? Yeah. Duque. Uh, Colombian President Ivan Duque said about the violent protesters, nothing justifies that armed people go out and shoot at defenseless citizens and cruelly attack our police. So that's the uh, part that I am very angry about. There have also been reports of harsh responses by police and government officials. So they're framing yeah, I it. I think murdering people is a harsh response. I'm sorry. That's yeah. The Hill, shame on you for this nonsense. They're yeah. They're they're framing it as if you know the same way that they do to, to Black Lives Matter. You know, they're looting. They're violent. Oh, and you know the poor police. They're they're being attacked and and so you know, just just like it it is here in the United States, the the police are more concerned about protecting private property rights. And also, you know, someone's saying in the chat, if you tax the wealthy in Colombia too much, they're going to leave. You know what? That's just bunk. How many times have they said that about California? That's what they all say to try to preserve their taxes. We're the we're the wealthy ones. We're the job creators. All of that's bullshit at this point. You're not the job creators. You're not. You know what? And if you leave, fine. Good riddance. That would be my response to that. Maybe the workers should create their own co-ops and, and stop serving a platonomy that they will never be a part of. 
the fact the wealthy are the problem. Yeah. They suck up and extract more wealth from the rest of the system and they don't return it. They are leeches at this point. How many yachts does one need? 30 yachts? And then they want to complain about the fact that there's no expendable income. Well, that's on you. If you want people to buy the goods you manufacture because it's necessary for your capitalism to flourish, stop starving them. This isn't difficult. Preach, Tina. Yes. You're right. But yes, like, okay, even in the United States, what? More than 80% of the new wealth that is being created in this country year after year after year has gone to the 1%. What is that money actually doing? It's sitting there. Yeah. It's not circulating throughout the rest of the economy. It's just yeah. sitting there. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, when, when is it going to be enough? When there's literally nobody left to sell your widgets to, and then you're not going to care because you've, stock, you've stockpiled so much wealth Right. You won't have to worry about it, but everybody else is going to have to worry about it. Listen, if you want to save capitalism, knock off the bull. It's, it's, your choices are, I'm going to save capitalism by sharing a, a decent amount of the production with the workers, or you're going to look at a system that you're not going to like at whatsoever that's going to replace it. That's sort of where we're headed, if you ask me. The civil unrest that we're seeing is not going to abate. It's going to increase, and it's going to be far more global than you can imagine. Exactly. And that's and we've, we've seen this played out time and time and time again. I just I don't think people are buying it as much as they used to, which is a good thing. Question when you see a story like that, question it. Question what's really going on inside that country. Well, and, you know, that's a really good point, because I, I think that might be one of the reasons why YouTube and friends are cracking down on journalists yeah. like us is because people are starting to question, you know, corporate outlets like the hill right. and they want that to stop a hundred percent so the guardian does does a little bit a little bit better um they, they do sometimes they get stuff really right sometimes they don't get it right but generally speaking i think they do an okay job of covering these sorts of things yeah so this is a little bit more updated as well um columbia enters second week of violent unrest as police crack down on protests let me zoom in a little bit for you guys. Why are we not uh, zooming, computer? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know why my. You know. My... Also, I want to point out something from these photos. Look at how militarized the the police are also in Colombia. So this is again, yeah. this is something we we're seeing everywhere. We saw, we've seen it all over the world. It's not just the United States that this is happening. Yeah, that's the true uh, RoboCop look for sure. Look at that. Yeah, Jesus, can you imagine? Hell, to be honest, I've seen the Beverly Hills Police Department look close to that. Jeez. Columbia has, entered... tank. <sighs> Columbia has entered its second I'm not kidding. Of... Remember I did that report for you guys? Do you remember the tank they rolled down a Rodeo Drive? That I mean, I'll, I'll never forget yeah. that video. I'm like, holy, holy yeah. shit. It's insanity. Is that a tank? That's a fucking tank on Rodeo Drive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Colombia has entered its second week of violent unrest as riot police continue to brutal crackdown on nationwide protests against poverty and inequality exacerbated by the coronavirus pandemic. So this is the updated. Oh, at least that's already more. That's already more authentic, though, right? Right. They're yeah. not blaming COVID nineteen. Yeah, they're saying, they're saying, it's, saying it's this already existed. It got worse, and mm -hmm. the government did nothing to alleviate it. Sounds right, familiar, exactly. right? Yeah. As many as 37 people have died in the protests so far, 
according to uh, Tembloras. I don't know if that's, uh, I don't know Spanish, so excuse any pronunciation. Uh, Tembloras, that's, that was an okay gringo way. <laughs> Forgive me. A local NGO that monitors police violence. Though that number is expected to rise with at least 89 people reported missing since protests began on the 28th of April. And by the way, I don't believe that this uh, mentions it, but there have also been a lot of rapes and, and uh, it's, there's a lot of horrible things happening. Fresh clashes broke out on Wednesday nights in Bogota and other cities across the country as heavily armored police unleashed their arsenal of flashbangs tear gas and water cannons on protesters in the historic center of the water city, cannons water cannons are you kidding me with this like right wow. yeah it's it's a lot in the historic center of the city a group of students took refuge from volleys of tear gas in the pelting rain we just want the right to protest peacefully to feel like we have a future said maria jose lopez a student as a platoon of riot police marched by we are the majority, but they don't listen to us. Elsewhere, demonstrators held candlelight vigils and painted anti-government slogans on the asphalt as people banged pots and pans from their apartment windows above. Demonstrations began over an unpopular tax reform, but have since grown into outbursts of rage over poverty, human rights abuses, and authorities' heavy-handed response to protests. So then it goes over some of the um, parts that we've already um, mentioned. Uh, Duque and his ministers have at times appeared more concerned with vandalism and attacks on police stations <laughs> and toll booths than the rising death toll. His government has yet to acknowledge the police's role in the violence. Yes, it clearly. Instead, attempting to frame the protests as the work of terrorists from dissident rebel groups. While the presidency has announced plans to hold a new national dialogue, this does not seem likely to offer a path out of the current crisis, wrote Elizabeth Dickinson of International Crisis Group, a think tank, in an analysis published on Thursday morning ahead of more planned marches. The authorities focus on treating the protest movement as a law enforcement problem and the accumulation of grievances leave little hope for peaceful resolution in the short term. Uh, and so protesters talk about, you know, why would they trust the the government and they're right. used to the lies. So there's also the continuation of the, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on. And, uh, you know, thankfully, The Guardian did a little bit of a, a better job there. Um, a much better job, really. I mean, that Hill article was ridiculous. It was quite ridiculous. <laughs> the, the killing of Rayshard Brooks, Atlanta police shoot a dead unarmed man who fell asleep in his own car. So if, if you'll recall, this was not too far away from George Floyd. And during, you know, you know the ongoing protests uh, for George Floyd. And... Um, there was a, a great kind of uh, uprising of protests at the same time in Atlanta. Um, and I'm sure that if you don't recall the exact specifics that you'll soon remember. Um, this was back in mm -hmm. June of 2020. So, um, you know, when it, it 
um, happened back then. Uh, protests have erupted in Atlanta, where the police killing of unarmed African-American man Rayshard Brooks in a Wendy's parking lot has outraged residents. The autopsy revealed that Brooks was shot in the back as he was running away, and the death has been ruled a homicide by the county medical examiner. Brooks's killing comes as protests against racism and police violence continue across the country. The Atlanta police chief has already resigned, and the officer who shot Brooks has been fired. Mm -hmm. What we saw happen to Mr. Brooks is unfortunately something that we continue to see repeated in our communities all across this country, says Mary Hooks, co-director of Southerners on New Ground, which is part of the National Bailout Collective and the Movement for Black Lives. What we continue to see is police being called in as first responders to things that they should not be showing up for. I agree with that. Yeah. So that's uh, Democracy Now!, which uh, always has um, great uh, summaries. Uh, Amy Goodman there. And I'll show you just some of my reporting actually from D.C. to show you kind of what the vibes were uh, when this happened um, last last summer. We who believe in justice cannot rest until it comes. We who believe in justice cannot rest, cannot rest. We who believe in justice cannot rest until it comes. Y'all think I got that? Okay, let's go. We who believe in justice cannot rest, cannot rest. We who believe in justice cannot rest until it comes. I got it. We who believe in justice cannot rest, cannot rest. We who believe in justice cannot rest until it comes. One more time. We who believe in freedom cannot rest, cannot rest. We haven't set a date, but if you continue to come down here, the brother will give you the date and the time and the place where we're going to connect. So I just wanted to show you guys that um, span from from right after Rayshard Brooks was murdered because that is what was happening then, and that, so that is what was announced while during the protests. Is that that is so that every day in D.C. that is what is happening, just as it was in L.A., just as it was in, in many cities and places, and. Um, my, my point in showing it is that is what people were fighting for was for that was for justice for Rayshard Brooks, for George Floyd, um, organize, you know, shutting down the highway, uh, organizing the, the bike rides through, you know, the hood, as he said, um, singing civil rights songs, singing, um, you didn't see all of it, but they were singing other songs along the way, marching, that stream was almost three hours long and they did that every day. I was there for a long time. I, I would go back all the time. And that is, you know, there are these little spots of hope you know, soon after that you know, it was announced, I don't remember the exact timeline that 
the the police officer was fired and that is a little spot of hope and there's no true justice especially because the person is is dead Rayshard was murdered and there's no justice in that and it keeps happening and, and black people keep getting murdered so then to have a decision where that little little tiny 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 spot of justice is reversed yeah after people have fought have marched have been in the streets um is a real real punch in the gut garrett rolf former atlanta officer who fatally shot rayshard brooks was wrongfully terminated board says Garrett Rolfe, the former Atlanta police officer charged in the fatal shooting of Rayshard Brooks in a Wendy's parking lot, was wrongly terminated, the Atlanta Civil Service Board has ruled. We are very excited that the Civil Board says that due process matters, Lance LaRusso, attorney for Garrett Rolfe, told CNN in a statement. Imagine being that person. How could you be, like, how could you stomach and live with yourself? He added that Rolf's reinstatement will likely take some time, but he intended to get his client back to work. The Atlanta Police Department in a statement said, it is important to note that the the CSB did not make a determination as to whether Officer Rolf violated Atlanta Police Department policies. In light of the CSB's rulings, APD will conduct an assessment to determine if additional investigative actions are needed. The APD said the decision merely said the firing process was not done in accordance with the Atlanta City Code. APD said Rolf will remain on administrative leave until the criminal charges against him are resolved. The mayor's office echoed the APD's statement saying the firing was reversed because it was not in line with city code and that no determination was made on whether Rolf violated department policy. Yeah, you got to respect that red tape. Yeah. Mayor, Mayor <laughs> Keisha Lance Bottoms in a statement said, given the volatile state of our city and nation last summer, the decision to terminate this officer after he fatally shot Mr. Brooks in the back was the right thing to do. And I think that's a really bad statement. You know, she's saying, given the volatile state, date no it was simply the right thing to do because it was the right thing to do <laughs> police is- officers are not supposed to be executioners can we all get that through our thick skulls right America? exactly they yeah, are that's- not there to be the judge and the jury on the street this is state-sponsored executions and it's absolutely unacceptable and again it doesn't even matter if this person is guilty of a crime or not that's that's sort of tangential to the yes. point they're not executioners Yep, they they don't get to make that decision. That's not their That's right. job. That's not yeah. their job. And you know, and think of the right wing being able to point to the statement, saying, right. "Oh, yeah, this is such a bad statement." Mm-hmm. Brooks's death two weeks after the death of George Floyd, while in Minneapolis police custody last May, sparked protests across Atlanta, and the city's police chief stepped down less than a day after the shooting. Had immediate action not been taken, I firmly believe that the public safety crisis we experienced during that time would have been significantly worse. 
she's just like digging in. Brooks's family disappointed and confused. L. Chris Stewart, an attorney for Brooks's family, said the decision reflected a procedural error that has no bearing on whether the shooting was justified or not. Mm -hmm. We find it mind-boggling that our elected officials and the former chief weren't aware of the proper procedure to fire an officer, he said. So now it has questions of, was that done to temporarily pacify the protesters and the people around the world that were upset? And give them a back door to come back. Maybe. Yeah. Right. That's a, you know what? That's a fair, that's a fair theory. It is. Yep. Jeez. Yeah. How do they not know better? They must. That's like saying they don't know what Miranda rights are. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's really sketchy. Absolutely. Stewart said members of Brooks's family are disappointed and confused by the board's decision particularly since the criminal case against the officer has been bogged down in the courts. Mm-hmm. It appears that Rayshard Brooks's life didn't really matter and that the world has moved on, said Stewart, adding that Rolf has received more justice than the Brooks's family. Yeah, that's true. Justin Miller, another attorney for the family, said, you have a person who is going to stand trial for murder who is now back on the force and able to do the same things he was doing before. The Atlanta Civil Service Board, in an order signed Wednesday, cited a number of issues with what it said was the city's failure to comply with its own code as a reason for overriding the decision to fire Rolf. In testimony heard in late April, an Atlanta police veteran testified that the the dismissal seemed rushed and sufficient time was not provided for the appellant to submit a response. It's, you know, this... If you guys want to read this whole thing, it's in the um, the wakelet. I just don't. I it's it's expected, unfortunately, that this happened. It's disgusting and horrible, and I, you know, people can't give up. Like we keep saying this week, right? <laughs> but it's disheartening. It's really, really disheartening. It is. 